We are going to be in Hebrews chapter 12 for our time of communion this morning. If you do not have a Bible with you, please raise your hand. We have some men who will pass one out to you so you can have God's word open on your lap. If you don't own a Bible, that's yours to keep. If you do, please leave it so we can give it to people next week. And open your Bible to Hebrews chapter 12. The Christian life can be likened to a race. At least that's how the author of Hebrews describes it. Paul describes it as a race, a fight. There's other illustrations, but the illustration that we're going to be looking at is one of a race. And we're going to see by fixing our gaze on Jesus, we can be reminded that this life is a race And we can be made to endure, to not have weariness of heart as we run this race. The lives of all of those who are pleasing to God, the lives of those who are God's children, are lives that are lived according to faith. And right before this, we have a chapter showing how life lived according to faith may look. And in light of that, as you look back and you see people who finished well, lives of faith, the author tells us to look forward, look up to Jesus to help sustain you as you run your life of faith. This faith is a steadfast confidence and trust in God and his promises that is lived out day to day in your life. Let's read Hebrews chapter 12, 1 through 3. We'll make some observations and then fix the eyes of our heart on Jesus as we take communion together. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. The key imperative, the command of this passage, and what I I want you to be aware of is, is we are commanded to run. It says, let us run. The Christian life lived by faith cannot be a passive stroll. right? You don't get started on this life of faith at conversion and just randomly meander here or there, seeing what's going to happen to you. It's one that must be run. And it's not a sprint, right? You can do anything for a few seconds, but unless you set your mind to it, you will not finish well something that requires endurance. And that's what the Christian life is to be lived, or how the Christian life is to be lived. It says, Let us run with endurance the race. But look what it says. 
that is set before us. The things that threaten to undermine your endurance, the things that make you say, I am too weary to go on. Whether it's trials or temptations, those aren't hindrances to your race, Christian. That's the track. That's the track that was set before you by the one who created the race that set you out on this race. The founder of your faith and the perfecter of your faith set you on a course and he says, run it with endurance. How do you do that? Well, first, you're, you're not going to run a race, especially a race where you're told you're going to have to endure. You don't run that with a lot of entanglements, right? You aren't going to run it um, with a suit and a coat, looking at the, all the, the trees, all the, the beautiful things as you run. You're not going to get distracted by all the bystanders. You're going to keep your eyes straight ahead. And if there's something that's slowing you down, You're going to get rid of it. So Christian, have you forgotten that you're running a race? If so, run. Christian, are you content to having entanglements that are slowing you down? Those types of things it says here are likely sin. If there's sin in your life, those things are not propelling you forward in this race of faith that Jesus started you out on. So lay those things aside. And if you're like me, as you run, sometimes you just get overwhelmed. There are things, whether it's sin is just, feels like it's all around you. You can't get free. Say, when will I be free of this body of death? Or maybe it's the the trial that you didn't expect. Maybe it's lack of contentment. It's you're in a difficult season. Or for many in our in our church, it, it might be things like sickness, death of a loved one, or cancer. Something where you say, I can't face this trial. I want you to know that that trial, whatever it is. Like I said, it's not a hindrance to this race of faith. It's the track that you're on. And if you put your eyes firmly on your trial, you'll grow weary and faint-hearted. But what does this say? I want you to look in verse 2 and verse 3. Look to Jesus. You run looking to Jesus. In verse 3, how do you not grow weary or faint-hearted? Consider him. Not only did he create this track and set you out on it, but he ran it better than you and I ever could. I promise you that in your struggle against sin, you're not going to struggle as hard as Jesus did. He was faithful to the end. And as we run and we keep our eyes on Jesus, we know what's at the end of this, tra- at the end of this track. It's Jesus who finished Where does it say he is? He's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. 
I wish we could have more time to unpack this passage. We don't. But what I want you to do is to recognize that at communion, this is a chance to get your eyes off of your circumstance, to remind yourself this life that you live minute by minute, day to day, it's a life that has to be lived by faith. It's a race. Don't meander. Don't stroll. Run. And if you're weary, get your eyes off your circumstances. Get your eyes off the hill that's in front of you into the one who's at the end of the race. This is a long race. It's going to last until we die. But we're going to do well. The only way we can do well is if we consider him and put our eyes firmly on him. And that's what we get to do in communion. We're going to get a piece of bread. We're going to get a cup filled with juice. And these things are physical symbols reminding us of Jesus and his body and blood that were given for us. These are, Jesus is the one in whom we put our faith. He's the one who established our faith and he's the prize that we get at the end of this race of faith. May these physical symbols give you endurance. Endurance to to throw off the sin, repent of sin, throw off the things that entangle, to run hard. And may they make you long for the end of the race, finished well, where we no longer just have these symbols, but we have the reality of Jesus himself. So if you're a Christian, this time is for you to remind yourself that you're in a race, to repent of sin that encumbers you as you run, to fix your heart's faith-filled gaze on Jesus, and to say, there is nothing meritorious in what I do, right? Jesus, he bought the prize. Jesus is the prize. And through his life, death, resurrection, he bought the prize. There is nothing meritorious. You don't earn God's favor. But because of his favor, his forgiveness of you and making you righteous, only then can we run this life of faith to, in a way that Hebrews 11 describes as pleasing to him. But if you're not a Christian, if you're trying to earn God's favor through works or religion, or maybe if you're running a race that's aiming towards your own goals, not towards Jesus, then this time isn't for you. Just let the bread and juice pass. But please don't be content to stay in this place. We will all face Jesus when we die either as he receives us with joy, or if you don't have faith, you're going to face him as judge. It says elsewhere in Hebrews, it is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But those same hands, this should terrify you if you want to stand on your own before him. Those same hands were pierced with nails on behalf of the wicked ones like you and me so that we could be made right. You can't earn this rightness and this salvation apart from faith. So believe in the sweet Savior even now and take the bread and juice with us. Men, please serve us and set the gaze of your heart on Jesus who endured from such hostility 
against himself from sinners so that you might not grow weary or faint-hearted and take communion on your own as you're prepared.